Hi guys, I have to make a confession. If there's one great variety which I love about, above all the other ones, it's Riesling. It's a hard choice. I mean, there are, there are obviously many, many great uh, varieties throughout the wine world from amazing Pinot Noirs. Uh, I'm a big fan of uh, Fulman Haschlevelu when it comes to Hungary, of course. I'm a big fan of native varieties in general. I mean, if you go to a certain uh, country, certain area, those native varieties which uh, have been there since many decades or centuries, or even longer sometimes, they, they, they're just amazing. I mean, right? I mean, what goes together goes together. That, that's also a kind of a food matching uh, idea. But if there's one variety above all, for me, my personal taste, that's Riesling. So I poured myself a glass of uh, great German Riesling from the Nahe, from um, Niederhausen actually, uh, Steinberg is the vineyard, the single vineyard, uh, 2005, a slightly um, aged vintage, I mean you can see also the color. The amazing thing with Riesling is that it's super versatile, right? I mean, when it comes to Riesling, I usually tell this kind of, uh, kind of a joke or gimmick that it, it can do everything. Uh, apart from being a red wine, right? This is the only thing which Riesling cannot be because it's a white grape. You can make sparkling wine, you can make a dry wine, a light wine, a full-bodied uh, uh, dry wine out of it, a slightly sweet wine, a fruity style of wine, as well as a superbly sweet wine, either a Bärenauslese, Bier Eiswein, or even a TBA, a Trockenbärenauslese, right? I mean, it's greatly versatile. I mean, when it comes to styles, Right from light to fairly heavy, from uh, bone dry to lusciously sweet, Riesling is uh, is amazing. It's it's greatly versatile. People reckon that uh, the origin of Riesling, in terms of crossings which happened in the nature, is the so-called Hoynish variety Gouge Blanc, and a, and a wild Tramina probably, and uh, the origin goes back to to Germany. I was just digging earlier, actually, among my files, uh, and I found this really nice book. It's been quite a quite an old book, first edition. I ordered it somewhere from the states, uh, Rieslingrules.com. I mean, check it out. I mean, it's a great little book. Um, no advertisement intended. I got this little uh, book, and um, it really. I mean, yeah. I mean, as the title suggests, Riesling Rules. I mean, uh, those guys who wrote this little uh, guide to Riesling, this little homage. To Riesling, uh, the speaking out of my heart, actually. So I'm, I'm really, really uh, glad that there are so many enthusiastic people throughout the world, from expert to novice and vice versa, who love and appreciate the tremendous quality of Riesling. And the origin of Riesling is most likely to be found in Germany. I mean, there are lots of stories, lots of legends um, about the variety, where it's coming from. But there's one particular date, 1435, when Riesling was most likely mentioned in, in, the, in today the Rheingau area. This is where the origins are most likely being put uh, for the variety. Of, of course, Germany, I mean, the home country for Riesling, it's, it's the most planted variety. It's, it's amazingly versatile, as, as I told you earlier. It goes very well with food as well, due to the high acidity. I mean, just going back to the structure of Riesling, of course, it's a white grape variety. Uh, mentioned, you know, uh, Tramina being one of the parents. Um, it's an aromatic variety, so it always has this kind of very delicate floral, very delicate perfume, uh, very elegant uh, peach, apricot blossom uh, notes are often uh, in um, even when it's young. 
I mean, it ages. It just changes kind of caramel, honey, saffron, uh, that kind of toffee, nutmeg, spiciness. It, it is tremendously amazing. I mean, it's an aromatic variety. Uh, depending on the style, how you vinify it, you can, again, it could be dry or superly sweet. But the other thing, is, which is key, and I just mentioned it earlier, is acidity. It has high acidity. So therefore, it likes the cool climate places, the cool climate places like Germany, Austria, Alsace, and, the, and, and also in the United States, the northerly places, right? I mean, Oregon, some parts of Washington, it does it really well. The cooler places throughout the world, right? Even also in Australia um, and many other places throughout the world are great examples of, of, of Riesling. But it likes the cooler places because of the high natural acidity which it retains. This is amazing. This is what we all, uh, all appreciate. That high acidity, it cuts through things, right? And you have this tremendous amount of freshness there. I always call it like, this is like a, a very, very um, elegant Japanese sword, right? And you can put all those different fruits, spices, flowers, all those aromatic and flavors on this kind of uh, uh, amazingly sharp uh, uh, sword. And it just cuts through them. And you, it releases the juiciness, the freshness, the sweetness, the acidity. It's all, all there. This is what Riesling is, is amazing. This is what I, I really like. The, the freshness, the backbone, the acidity is crucial when it comes also for, for food and wine pairing, for instance. I mean, you need acidity to cut through fatty food, uh, to cut through um, different uh, savory elements as well. And then there is sweetness, as, as mentioned earlier, right? If you have a bit of spiciness, if you have a bit more too much saltiness maybe there, bitterness perhaps, then sweetness comes to rescue. Sweetness comes to rescue in Riesling. It does always have a little bit of sugar. I mean, you know, it's, uh, I mean, there are some bone dry Rieslings, of course, uh, sometimes with higher alcohol, but a few grams of uh, uh, sweetness, especially because, you know, the high acidity is counterbalancing that sweetness. It just goes beautifully well. Another thing is what I love about Riesling. I mean, you can see this 2005 Riesling from, uh, from the Nile, a beautiful place, you know, kind of um, poor fur and um, less soil, very low yields. Um, um, it, it's a be beautiful example how Riesling can age. I mean, 2005, the vintage, right? I mean, it's been quite, quite some time now. And, and Riesling can age very well. It, and it changes a lot in terms of aromas and flavors. Uh, you get a lot of the kind of tertiary notes. I mentioned those kind of saffron, the kind of toffee. I love toffee fear. I'm a big fan of toffee fear, by the way. And you get a lovely caramel, a kind of milk chocolate uh, note, that kind of spiciness. Riesling is an alone entertainment. It's similar to Pinot Noir, my other big favorite variety, actually, if I had to choose one. Uh, it's a lone entertainer. It doesn't like to share the limelight. So you don't really blend it with other varieties, mostly. Um, it doesn't like the, to go through malolactic conversion, you know, losing the acidity, the freshness. It's not necessarily what Riesling appreciates. And again, you know, have to be careful with the oak, mostly used oak, right? Uh, no new oak because, again, you want to keep the kind of aromatic compounds, the kind of freshness, the kind of lovely uh, honey, blossom, uh, linden leaf, um, kind of very elegant uh, parfum, which uh, is in Riesling. And that's what, that's what we all like uh, about this variety as well. I think Riesling is an amazing variety, grows uh, throughout many uh, fantastic countries, who, who put this noble variety often uh, as number one. I mean, I'll just give you an example. 
the Wachau in, uh, in Austria, which is also one of the amazing places for Riesling. There, there are two varieties uh, which are allowed to be uh, deemed as Wachau uh, DAC single vineyard uh, Riesling wines, basically. Uh, one of them is also called Grüne Wettliner, and that one is Riesling. I mean, Riesling is really a preeminent variety there, thrives at the higher levels at the, at the um, soils. Uh, in the higher areas because it has a longer time of, of ripening and you need the more cooler areas, the more cooler places. This is why it appreciates the higher uh, places in the Wachau in particular. And Germany, again, is a great example. I mean, it's up in the north, the 50th of latitude, right? It's really cool. And it's a prolonged season when it comes for uh, ripening this variety. And you can achieve uh, greatness, uh, very much the, the layers, the diversity, the complexity. I mean, recently when it comes to quality, Right, um, it, it is superbly amazing because it has a long finish. Uh, it, the, the sweetness and the acidity may have, hopefully, ha uh, have a great balance and just the scale of one side acidity, other side sweetness, alcohol, right? Just a superb balance. It has it shares all those little components when it comes to structure. And then you have the intensity. I mean, it's an aromatic variety, not overly powering, but there's a gentleness, there's a sophisticated side, which you may want to call finesse or kind of very elegant as well, which Riesling has. And then, you know, the complexity, again, when it ages. I mean, this one is, I love that kind of toastiness, that kind of sweet spice, that kind of saffron uh, note. There's this elegant floral note as well. You have the lots of nuttiness, but very, very fresh nuttiness, very delicate, crunchy nuttiness. Like a, like a milk chocolate with, with some cocoa nibs inside. It's, it's just great. And it's dry. I mean, it is technically dry, but it has some sweetness. But it's very mellow, very round, very smooth. You get this kind of creaminess. I mean, 05 was a very warm vintage in Germany as well. So, uh, again, the acidity is a bit more tempered uh, in this case. But I don't mind. I mean, this is uh, just a great example again. Uh, uh, that Riesling is capable of that. Some people also um, mention uh, the kind of petrol uh, note. I don't really pick this up, uh, maybe because in my younger years I, I was sniffing too much gasoline. Uh, I love the smell of, of, of cars and gasoline and all that. And uh, TDN is the, the component which often people refer to that. And it's a chemical component 116-trimethyl-12-dithronaphthalene. Uh, this is the chemical compound. And again, I don't think that uh, I pick it up often in German Rieslings because, in my opinion, it's more in vintages and areas where it's a bit more warmer. So not necessarily Germany. Warm, warm areas uh, will have uh, more that kind of TDN. Uh, I would say probably more Australia. Uh, more, more light exposure, right? I mean, uh, Germany doesn't have that necessarily. And also probably water stress uh, could, could have that and kind of a warmth general warmth uh, places, warmer places, which, uh, which may elevate through time uh, this kind of chemical component, which, which some people will call as kerosene or uh, kind of a little of that uh, benzol uh, taste and note, uh, aromatic compound. I don't get it in this one particularly. But what I get, you know, the long finish, the crispness, the freshness, superb balance. This is what I love about Riesling. And again, it's very versatile. You can have it by itself with, with a number of foods. 
know, depending on the style, it's just amazing. Or this one, I would have it by myself, just by itself, because it's really a wine which, um, you know, it's been aged beautifully, gracefully. I remember uh, um, Schloss Böckelheim uh, used to um, sell a master, I think, back in the days, uh, was also Christian Vogt, uh, I recall, great winemaker. And made made tremendous. Uh, he made really good wines. I really uh, loved his wines very much uh, throughout the years when I was drinking them in in, in London as well. I mean, it's, it's just one of those uh, examples. But again, if if you if you're in Germany and uh, um, good Riesling, it's it's a treat. It is really a marvelous treat. So in this sense, um, this is my confession when it comes to one single grape variety. If I have to choose, luckily I don't. But if I would have to choose. Uh, it would have been Riesling. See you guys. Bye.